Hi, my name is Jens Omas, and I am the owner and founder of Invisible Crew, and this is the Pocket Superyacht Podcast. Pocket superyachts are luxury yachts between 50 and 100 foot, and with Invisible Crew, we provide worry-free pocket superyacht ownership. We do that by selecting quality and compatible crew and supporting both the crew and the owners with our expertise, our soft skills, and our network. And it's that network that we're tapping into in this Pocket Superyacht podcast. We hope that you enjoy these podcasts and that you find valuable information in them. Whether you are an owner, a crew member, or an industry professional interested in our niche. In this second episode, I am talking with surveyor Roland Perry from Baseline Surveyors based in Barcelona. And we are discussing all the things to consider when selecting, buying and building your brand new pocket super yacht. Roland, thank you so much for making the time to join me here today. Let's dive straight in. What are your thoughts on yacht building nowadays? Well, let me let me start by saying how much I admire uh, yacht builders and designers. There are people producing incredibly beautiful, uh, impressive, enjoyable, luxurious machines um, with an incredibly high standard of, of fit out. And uh, I think it's it's very impressive. And it's not always nice to be going around with a checklist and finding faults with them. Um, but I do always make clear to, to people I work with that uh, that it's a collaborative effort. Um, everyone's working to the same end, which is to maximize the satisfaction of the owners and the users of the boats. The problems that one comes across can be kind of uh, divided into maybe four areas, um, which is perhaps um, expectations of the owners and the users, um, the tedious paperwork that's required and can cause problems if it's not complete, um, the specification of the boat, which is perhaps uh, what owners are actually paying for, extras and, and, and uh, the things on board, and then the actual reliability of the boats once they're in use. So if you, if you start with expectations, that's a, a, a kind of uh, a little bit of a subjective qualitative uh, thing. Um, and owners no doubt have spent lots of time and money and thinking um, in deciding what they want. Um, but so too have the people that study them, the marketers and the sellers and the designers. And yes. uh, you do sometimes find owners perhaps um, buying something that is maybe not exactly going to meet their needs or is maybe not going to fulfill their expectations quite how how they would like i think it's a very good idea for an owner before buying a boat to see if they can charter one similar um, to live aboard it for a while and see if it if it, it meets their expectations and what they hope to gain for it and um, they'll also gain experience of of uh, of crew how they believe how, how crew should behave and, and look after them in terms of construction quality it's something you probably have to, you should probably have a frank conversation with, with an expert about it. And, you know, for, for, for many people, a boat built a bit lighter will be perfectly fine and will meet all their needs very well. Um, but for some, it, it probably won't, even if it's only peace of mind. Um, and yeah. if you have a conversation with a surveyor or someone like you, a manager, anyone that really knows it deeply and has had years of experience on different kinds of machines, if the owner is willing to listen, um, and absorb what they hear, then it could it could lead to better decision making. I think it's sometimes helpful for all involved, including the builder. Uh, people often compare cars or, or airplanes, um, 
and uh, yeah, you, you you can you can have a car that has um, a similar engine. It has air conditioning. It has lots of extras. It has an opening an opening uh, sunroof or whatever. Um, but you can buy a car like that for twenty thousand, or you can buy a car like that for a quarter of a million. And uh, clearly, there's going to be a difference. And yeah. no, one, no one should deny that there is. Wow, Roland, I think that's some really valuable advice for people who are exploring the market and uh, are looking for their dream yacht. And it's one of the things that gets me really excited when, we, when and if we have the opportunity to take a client by the hand from the beginning to select the right yacht for them um, and make sure that they understand uh, what their yacht can and can't do and that that's in line with the yachting plans that they have in mind now um, okay so once you've uh, selected the yacht that you want to build you have faith in the yard but still i think traditionally when when yachts were being uh, custom built and, and and some yachts today uh, in the pocket super yacht niche are still built in a a rather manual process but at the same time we also have some very popular brands um, production yachts that are built all, all almost to uh, automotive standards and an automotive process and in that process it's very hard for um, a project manager to come in during the build so you put the specs together you give the green light and then the build starts there is not much you can do um, from that point on until the yacht is delivered. What sort of problems can you uh, see coming with your experience traditionally? What are some general pitfalls uh, that are to be expected and how would you prevent them? I th yes, um, production builders, um, there's very little scope for a surveyor to be involved during build. They're built so quickly, um, another very impressive, impressive fact. Uh, but they're built so quickly into a certain process, there's no flexibility within it. Within it, So a surveyor tends to come in um, pre-delivery. When the boat is supposedly ready for handover, um, the yeah. surveyor might come along and check that all the things are on board that the guy's paid for um, and check that they work. And maybe maybe go around with a snag list and identify finishing issues that could, could cause problems, um, which, which many of the, the yards are actually uh, very happy to work with. Um, because it provides another level of quality control for them um, and it can prevent problems down the line with the dealer or the or the owner um, it can it can close those things down before they they reach anyone right so you're recommending that a surveyor who is representing the owner comes in once the yard is commissioning the yacht so basically handing the yacht over to the owner to uh, check for any problems but also in the beginning uh, you mentioned uh, paperwork what what sort of paperwork are you thinking about i'm thinking of here specifically um proof of compliance with the with the standards of bills um, of structure stability and systems um, in most international markets there are certificates required that show the boat is built to a certain standard and it's not in legal circulation if it doesn't have that certificate with all the right information on it. And you also have uh, warranty documents. So, I mean, particularly with a motorboat, the value of the engines is a very high proportion of the value of the boat. Very mm -hmm. expensive, complicated machines that are cat catastrophic if they go wrong, must be looked mm -hmm. after by the book. You sometimes find that the warranty hasn't, the warranty procedure required by the engine manufacturer hasn't been followed. 
which could undermine uh, a warranty claim if something goes wrong with the engine. Surveyor can very, very easily early on identify those issues before delivery and help the yard, if necessary, uh, fix them. For example, with engines, um, engines have to be, first of all, it has to be registered with the manufacturer that they've been installed. And uh, after installation, they have to be, uh, usually it's a process called something like um, post-delivery commissioning or a pre-delivery checklist or both of those things. If those things haven't been followed, then the engine manufacturer can deny a warranty claim to the owner, um, which could be very unfortunate in the case of a large engine on a, on a, on a larger boat. Sometimes the yard will, will put in the engine, but then an, an, the engine manufacturer or representative of must come and check that it has been installed correctly and run it up, check that it's running correctly. Um, and then also they'll often they'll require after a certain number of hours that the oil is changed or something like that. And if any yeah. of those things aren't done, the engine manufacturer pretend, potentially has a way out to deny a warranty claim if one arises. People often think of surveyors as causing conflict, but in my opinion, more usually they're there to, to see it coming and, and, and take evasive action. Um, and, and this is a classic example, because if, if you see that the, the, the boat builder is about to deliver the boat without all the warranty papers in order for the machines that are on board, you can very easily step in and say, look, this hasn't been done yet. Let's get it done before we hand it over to the owner. And then there won't be any issues if something does break, at least not any issues that are unsolvable by warranty. We, everyone working on or around boats, hopefully is working for the satisfaction of the owners. And uh, experience is, is certainly the key to that. Absolutely. Why should you not take on any experienced uh, person to help you um, when you're investing that much money in something that is supposed to add joy to your life? Now, what are some uh, key items that you will be looking out for when the yacht is being delivered? Is it delivered as described? Does it work as intended? And is the paperwork on board that avoids uh, legal peril? for all involved because everyone else is busy with their own stuff the boat builders focused on building the things and getting them out the door the captains focus on getting the thing ready for the owner but there's a big gap in there of making sure the thing is is delivered as is without things that are going to lead to warranty claims yeah i have, I have to say uh in, in my experience as well i've seen the similar things where um you know any reputable yard will obviously do 100% their best to deliver um, uh, the yacht in, in, in the best condition and in the best, um, uh, to the best standard, of course. But, but it's also been uh, clear uh, or it's also apparent that uh, people in charge of commissioning, uh, f working for the yard, um, they might miss things or they might let certain things slip that uh, somebody that is uh, hired um, to represent the owner will uh, will pick up on. Also, on numerous occasions, I've seen that uh, the owners might be confused about the captain's job description and the captain's ability um, during during uh, commissioning periods, be it uh, after a, a new build is being delivered or after a refit project. What can and can't be expected from a captain, in your opinion? I would say the captains are often going to be under a lot of pressure to prepare the boat for use. Um, and that is one stage down from actually making sure the boat is ready for use, which is what someone like me would probably do. Um, and the surveyor can take a lot of heat off the captain 
I think there's there's two things here. One is um, without patronising captains, there's a level of experience perhaps. Um, the number of boats that managers and surveyors see is greatly uh, a great a much greater number than the ones that captains tend to see because they're they're focused on their 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 one machine and they make they tend to stay on it for for a year or two or five. Um, right, we do this day to day. We see the problems that exist um, all the time, and it's one of focus. The captain is there um, to keep the thing clean and to, to, to put the kind of consumable items on board. The captain is incredibly busy planning um, where the boat's going to go, the food and the fueling, um, all the stuff that the owner wants with it. Um, it's a very different thing from making sure that this very complex, luxurious, expensive machine that's been moved around many times and has had perhaps hundreds of people working on it, have all the loose ends been tied up? Um, is it as described? Does it work as intended? And are the papers on there to uh, prevent legal peril or disappointment down the line? Roland, I think you very clearly um, laid out why uh, an owner would be wise to start putting a team together as early as possible in um, their journey, in their yachting experience. Um, clearly, uh, a good surveyor is the expert you want to have on, at your side. Review the technical uh, aspects of the yacht. And um, a good manager, I would say, uh, the job of a good manager is to put that team together and um, making sure that the owner is well supported with a good surveyor, a good captain, a good crew. Um, also, the communication with uh, all these parties, with the yard, with the broker, and making sure also further on, further on the line that warranty issues are dealt with correctly. Um, what would you say to any owner that is, after hearing this, still in doubt about um, why it would make sense to spend the, um, the, the, you know, the expense, uh, the, the working hours of any anybody out of such a team uh, as early on as uh, um, looking for looking for a yacht or building building a yacht you can you you can you can look at the outcomes you can of course owner it's hard for owners to understand the abstract idea to an extent that they should employ a manager and or a surveyor and or a team um, around them because surely the yard should build the boat and deliver it beautifully and surely the captain should help that and then run the boat beautifully for them but experience shows that that's not always not enough. that's that's often not enough that uh, those experts in the middle one expert perhaps maybe two and uh, or, or or more on, on bigger boats they deliver better outcomes it's it's seen time and time and again Roland, thank you so much for all your uh, explanations and all your advice. Um, I'm, I hope that our listeners enjoyed this and uh, I look forward to um, presenting all of you with the third episode soon and hope that you um, subscribe on Spotify or Google Podcasts. Thanks for listening.